Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Chatting Chippewas. This one, number eight, as we just keep rolling along here into the winter months now, the final month of 2023, and things staying busy as winter sports underway, women's and men's basketball, gymnastics, just had a preliminary meet this past weekend, wrestling is getting going, you've got track events entering into uh, the winter months as well, I mean, just... A ton going on here, and um, appreciate you continuing to listen to us. This was a fun episode for me. Um, It's an emotional time for us, specifically with the broadcast. This is when Don Shido passed away four years ago. It was back in 2019. So I thought, what a great time to have our good buddy Brock Gutierrez on to to talk about what Don meant to him and uh, just kind of share some stories and I mean, Brock has so much to talk about with him being a a great player and ambassador for Central Michigan and then going on to the NFL for a decade and now giving back to the university, uh, being a part of the radio team all the way since the 2009 MAC championship game. So I had a blast talking with Brock and certainly hope you enjoy it too. Oh, it's a special, special guest this week on Chatting Chippewas. Brock Gutierrez, my radio partner and Chippewa Hall of Famer, NFLer, uh, smooth sounding man behind the microphones. I, what else? How else can I describe oh, you? Keep it, keep it coming, Adam. Keep it coming, man. <laughs> Handsome looking gentleman up in the booth. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well prepared for every broadcast. Just studies constantly perfecting the craft <laughs> how the heck are you doing you've had a good, couple, man. couple of weekends since football it feels, it I'm, feels I'm, like a little sad. I'm a little sad it's over to be honest with you. you wait so long for it to get here and it's over like that man we build it all the way up until you know it gets here in the fall and then as you mentioned 12 weeks go by you hope to make a bowl game you, you hope to make the conference championship that didn't happen this year for cmu but then uh wow the weather gets cold and we're waiting until next fall that's uh good and bad man it's uh, it seems like these years have just flown by it seems like uh just yesterday was my first game uh calling calling uh, the chippewas but uh it's certainly been fun well we're recording this on december 4th and that's why i wanted to have you on i know this is uh for me and you a particularly tough day and it's also a happy day for you i know it's your son's birthday but it's also the day that don shido passed away and i know how much he meant to both of us and you started calling games, essentially. I mean, you you did a decade with Don. So take me through just to to go back to what that was like, like building that relationship with Don, and just what you thought of him. Oh man, where do you, where do you start with him? He's uh, he's the best. From uh, you know, I'd never been on the radio calling games before, and and he kind of was sitting in the middle of that first game, and I had never met him. That was the first time I met him doing the MAC championship game, and. 2009 and you know certainly not afraid to talk about football with anybody that'll listen especially if you got a microphone and 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 you just have the floor but having Don just kind of pull me aside and say man just talk like you know this this is how it's going to go down and just made me feel so and and you know this to be true Adam he just had a way to 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 make everybody feel calm and and uh and wanted everybody just to to have fun being on the radio, doing something he loved, uh, being around Central Michigan uh, athletics and, and and doing the radio stuff. He certainly 
just uh, I mean, I think I, I can tell you there isn't there isn't a day that goes by I don't think of him. I talk about him to to friends and and family, and uh, but just he's one of the best, truly, truly one of the best guys ever. I was explaining same type of thing like that you said, trying to describe him the other day because I was thinking about this day coming up, and I just kept coming back to like every time he was in the room, he had a way of making you feel better or making you laugh regardless of the mood <laughs> yeah. that, it, that he was in. He always had the quip or the, the quick line. I mean, even on the air between you guys, you could hear it if you listened, which I know many have. Yeah. But he always had that like witty remark to just make you smile, even if you weren't having the greatest day. Oh yeah. That guy, there was no, nobody better at that, that, that dry sarcastic humor of his, he could just, uh... <laughs> it's funny, Adam, because I've got a, uh, we had an old engineer that used to record, uh, uh, Dan Emson, he used to record all the off air stuff and certainly couldn't play any of that, uh, on, on the air for anybody else. But I, I've got a two or two and a half, three minute clip of that from one season that was maybe like 11 or 12. And, oh my God, I listened to that a few times a year. And it's just, it just reminds me of just so many things that that guy was good at he, he could make everybody feel comfortable and 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 uh relaxed if just with his sarcastic humor he had everybody rolling and and the great thing was is if 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 he didn't maybe like somebody which was very rare but or if he if he wanted to have a beef with somebody he could do it in a way where they would have no clue and that was one of the best things about it you know he could he and i would just sit there and laugh and he would say something just he's just so subtle about his humor and that that was one of the one of the things I found most endearing about him was just uh, just like off off the field off air conversations. I mean, that was back to when we drove a lot. We we didn't have uh, really any support other than other than you know CMU's you know, student engineers, and there were some great kids that helped us out. But we would just sit in the back and let them drive, and we would talk about all kinds of stuff. Traveling all over the Midwest to all these MAC games certainly had just a Man, what a great time we had doing it. I mean, you had to kind of make you had to make your own fun too, especially when the season wasn't going good. You had to find something fun to to get into. So uh, we certainly did that, and he was he was one hell of a dude. And the other thing, we you and I have talked about this, and I know you've you've told people this. I mean, he was the biggest CMU fan you could find. Oh, I always thought I was, but man, that dude was he was he's the the biggest, the littlest biggest CMU fan you'll ever, you'd ever meet. He was. You know, but he was a realist. You know, he, he would he was a he was a huge supporter, but he was he was always very realistic about about what what he thought of the teams and and so on and so forth. So certainly, uh, yeah, you said there was none bigger. That's for sure. This is coming from my perspective because I felt it. Uh, I know you watched it from afar, and it wasn't certainly just me. But he had a way of helping the CMU broadcasters. I mean, there's such a great broadcasting program here and there's been so many talented individuals that have uh, come through it or it came in contact with Don, but boy, he was just, I always remember how unselfish he was. I mean, he took games off just to get me reps. He, he had guys like Jim Costa come on and do sideline. I mean, those are things that you talk about him being funny and lightening the mood and just, yeah, being somebody that you like to be around. But the other thing is he was just so willing to help people like me. And that is just something that I'll never forget. And I know well, so many others won't as well. I think too, because again, going back to him being a realist, I mean, he knew that, you know, he wasn't going to move and, 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 and try and find the next big 
broadcasting job. I mean, he was, he had a, a good business in the community and, and was entrenched in Mount Pleasant and, you know, on the school board and all those things. It's just, he, he lived a life of, you know, kind of giving back to the community. And he did that with you guys. I mean, you mentioned Costa and, and Hoff and all those guys and, and you especially, I mean, you know, what, what other, uh, you know, you may or may not know this, Adam, but play by play guys are usually pretty territorial and a little bit uh, prima donna ish, you know, and Donnie certainly, you know, and, and I'm, that's no offense to you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> oh, Donnie just wasn't any of that. I mean, if he could help a guy, a young guy that, that he, you know, that, that he felt he could help advance their career, he did it. And, uh, you know, with Costa trying to, you know, start a morning show and getting Costa reps doing that and, and uh, all of those things, man, he just did anything he could to, to help get a, get a young man, a, a leg up in their career and what they wanted to do. And he was just the best at it. And, uh, and, and you and I talk about it all the time. I mean, what guy would, you know, the other thing too, as you get older, Adam, and he kind of realized that, you know, he was going to be a CMU uh, play-by-play guy with, you know, with no aspirations to go on any further. I mean, you know, you know, you travel a lot. Sometimes it's not always the best to, to go to a, a ball state on a Wednesday night, you know, so why not let the young guy do it and get some reps doing it? So he was very gracious to do that. And, and uh, what, your first game you and I called, was that Miami? Kent State and Windy Dick Stadium. Was Dick Stadium? Is that the first game we did? Is that when yeah, I said, that? you're not Donnie? <laughs> yeah, uh, Brock looks at me and goes, you're not Don. You're not Don. Well, this is going to go well. Uh, that was great. So, yeah, I do remember that. Yep, that was uh, – just that's the kind of guy he was. He, if he could help somebody out along the way, he certainly would do it. I mean, you could go around, not just in the broadcast world, but you could go around the community of Mount Pleasant and, and pull a number of folks, and they would all tell you that Don Chido helped them do this or helped them set this up or lent a hand here, you know, whether it was making an introduction or helping out with a donation to sports. I mean, you name it, that guy did it. He was the best. I think the other thing too, Brock, is he was just fun on air. Like he just, oh. I mean, part of the maturation of being a play-by-play broadcaster, which I'm still learning is just, you know, not being uptight and having fun. Like it is a game. You're not trying to be like so perfect on the air. And I think that takes a lot of people like myself and younger guys time to learn that Don, yes, he was good with his P's and Q's and got all the sponsor reads and did the play-by-play, but he had so much fun with you on the air. Oh man, we had a blast. He was a professional without question, but he did not take himself too seriously in that regard. And uh, man, we just had a blast. We, uh, I, I would give anything to do one more game with him or the three of us to do a game together because it was, it was, I always used to tell him, man, when you're done, Donnie, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. You're, you're my guy. And, uh, Unfortunately, that ended a little sooner than, you know, than everybody probably thought. But I'm happy to keep doing games with you. And uh, but I tell you, one more game with him would certainly be a real treat. He was uh, you're right. He just didn't take himself too seriously. And he had a good time on the air. And we joked around a lot. I mean, sometimes when a game, you know, how it is the, the, the fun, exciting games are, are the close games. Those are easy when you're winning by a ton or you're losing by a ton. Those are hard to call. And if you've got a good partner and you got a good chemistry, you can, those are very, very easy and you can laugh about it. And we certainly did that. Any favorite moments? I mean, maybe it's the Oklahoma state final call, but any games or moments or just things on air that you remember that you still think about, you know, all this time later. Oh, there's a lot of them, man. And I've probably forgotten so many of them, but. Well, here's another thing to your point just a minute ago about not taking himself too seriously. I mean, 
I mean, I trampled that guy's calls constantly and I felt terrible doing it, but he didn't care. He's like, no, that's good. That's for, that's for the broadcast, man. That's, it's all natural. It's not rehearsed. I mean, I, I, and you, you, you know, this now about, you probably took you a really long time to figure out, but I'm an excitable guy and I tend to get a little intense in the booth and everywhere else in life. And, and especially when I started doing these games with Don in 2009, I mean, what was that? 14 years ago, I was a much younger a uh, more impetuous man and, and then i am now I'm much more reserved and mature as you could attest to uh, and uh yeah so to, to your point about any favorite memories oh man any of those big 10 wins you know when you go to you look at purdue iowa certainly oklahoma state i mean that one will never that one's just uh you know we've heard it so many times all right, here comes Central Michigan. Ball at the 49. Chippewas down three. 27-24, untimed down. Looking to tie or take the lead. Cooper Rush back to throw it for CMU. Steps up in the box. He's going to lob it deep towards the end zone. And it's caught. A lateral back. Chippewas still on the move. Five. Corey Willis looking for the end zone for CMU. And he's in the end zone. Look at this. Touchdown Central Michigan! Over CMU! Ball caught the pitch to Corey Willis. He's into the end zone and the Chippewas win on the field is touchdown. Time down. Previous play is under further review. Yeah, take it under review. I hope everybody's okay in the corner. They just absolutely crushed. Oh my goodness. And a hush falls over the crowd, Don. Yeah, review it. That's a touchdown, man. Review it. The ball was caught on an untimed down near the 10-yard line. The pitch back to Corey Willis, and Willis runs into the end zone, and the Chippewas appear to have a victory. 30-27 Central Michigan. Unbelievable. Just an awesome, awesome call. And, uh, you know, I think one time when we were playing Iowa, the year we beat him, just uh, he and I would always walk through the tailgate area, and uh, and and I had a ten. I still have a tendency to kind of run my mouth a little bit, and and just not in a bad way, but just kind of mixing it up with the fans a little bit. And John and I'd always drag Donnie along with me. And oh, and another time at Syracuse, <laughs> I remember this one. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we uh, who was that linebacker? We had forty four. Uh, Mitch Stanizek. I mean, absolutely destroyed their quarterback. And I had to run out in the in the in the in the in the in the, um, the way that indoor stadium is. You had to walk kind of across like a, a walkway where all the Syracuse people are kind of milling around, getting beers and stuff. And they started like yelling at me about about our you know get laid in on the quarterback. Maybe it's during halftime. And I got kind of cornered in there. And here comes Donnie running in there. I mean, I don't know if Donnie could have helped me much or not, but he probably could have dragged me out of there. But I thought I thought I was taking on half the con- the concourse at uh, at the Carrier Dome there. And Donnie was there, and we laughed about that forever because uh, I was trying to stick up. Well, we Donnie and I both were trying to stick up for for Central Michigan, the Chippewas, and so on and so forth. So I mean, I could go on and on about about great memories and laughs. And and if I need any more, all I got to do is is well, the other thing too is. And you can attest to this, the way we off the air and on the air just used to just lambaste the sideline reporters. Just absolutely rip on them. On the Cole new Pye. guy. What? Always the new guy. That's, yeah, that's the new guy. Or even the old, a couple of year guy, like ripping on Cole Cut Costa. And, and uh, I don't know who gave him that nickname. Was it Donnie or you that gave him that nickname? I think it was, yeah, it came from somewhere in the athletic department. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic cold cut. But we used to just have so much fun just making, not making fun of, but just kind of 
giving a little bit of the business to the sideline reporter. That's what it's all about. And uh, we just, just all those things, you, you, you could go on and on and, and I'll have a memory click in and I could call you and tell you one, but you've heard them all. So it's uh man, there's some good ones. No doubt about it. I went back and listened to our last basketball broadcast. I know I sent you a little snippet yeah, that was awesome. it, and uh, we were talking about predicting the winner because it was CMU playing DePaul in the CBI. And we were talking mm-hmm. about who is going to be their opponent. And I correctly predicted it and he didn't. He said, I, I went with Vegas and I lost it on the air because we played UNLV at CMU in, I don't know, 2017 or 2018. And I remember going to get like beers with him after the game. And I just razzed him because I'm down on the sideline and I'm listening to the entire broadcast. Brock, he never said Rebels. He never said UNLV. He called them Vegas, just Vegas the entire game. All right, Vegas with the football, first and 10. Vegas has got it going left to right. He never said anything else. And I'm like, what is your infatuation with saying the word Vegas? He's like, what? I'm like, dude, you said it the entire broadcast. So when I heard him and I just listened back to this and I heard him say, well, I went with Vegas. I I lost it listening, but I also laughed on the air because I just reverted back to that football. Winner of this game looks like they're headed to Virginia as Longwood. A 10-point underdog blew out Southern Miss, called by Adam Jackson. 90-68 was your final there. Chippewas trail by 7, 7.29 remaining. That's crazy. The young buck adamant about Longwood winning, and uh, the old guys Don and John are uh, SID. Uh Uh-uh, you guys thought that it was going to be the visitors from Southern Miss. You were wrong, huh? I usually go with Vegas. They had them a (laughs) 10-point favorite. As David DeLeo makes the first free throw, and apparently they were wrong. Home court advantage, apparently very important in the CBI. Donnie loves Vegas. That's <laughs> hilarious. Was that at was that in Las Vegas? Was it that year that we played there? No, no, no. I wasn't on the crew then, but yeah, when they did the return game back, I think it was man, 20, 2017 or 2018. Gosh, I, I remember that. doing the game in Vegas. I do not remember doing the game. Oh, yeah, we were winning at yeah. halftime, up like 21 nothing, and they ended up coming back late. Yep. <coughs> it's all oh, yeah, that's great. It was it was uh it was too good. So the last thing on him, just for us, I mean, I think back at all the games <clears throat> and I mean I love calling games, what whatever sport, football, basketball, baseball, doesn't matter, but there's one game that I always remember as being the most challenging game that I've ever done, and it was that Mac championship. I mean, we learned that I yeah, mean, it was tough. He, you called me to to tell me what happened on that Wednesday uh, when he passed in the car accident. And then yep. that Saturday, you know, CMU's in the MAC championship for the first time since 2009. And we got to call this game. And you and Don had done the games for 10 years. And Don didn't call that first MAC championship in 09 with you. He came in yep. after that. Yep. So this was like your first time to do the game with him. Ugh. And, you know, then we got to go on the air. And I just remember that me being like, whoa, this is a MAC championship and I'm just stepping in. And two, this feels so weird that Don is not here. It was just like emotionally so difficult. Well, first of all, I don't know if I told you enough that day what uh, what an amazing job you did and and how proud Donnie would have been of you, uh, the way that you handled yourself. And uh, I'm glad that the camera is not working for me right now because uh, I'm getting a little emotional about this because – uh, it was really tough to do. And uh, we had a lot of moments on the air. And, and certainly for me, 
you know, before the game. Thankfully, you and I had done a few games together. Um, so that part of it was was not an issue, but it was, you know, it was tough. And and I, I don't know how you felt, but for me personally, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it through the damn game. And there were a couple of times when we couldn't. I mean, right prior to kickoff, I'm like, I can't do this. This is I, I this is this is freaking awful. And um, you know, but it's like anything else, right? When the whistle blows or when the ball's kicked and or when the you know the the first pitch is thrown, all that goes away and you're, you do what you got to do to get through and that's, and you kind of do it for, for Don and you do it for, you know, because, because that's what you got to do. Right. And uh, that was a tough one, man. That was a, it, it was probably made tougher too, because he was so pumped to be doing that game. He wanted to win a Mac championship in the worst way and, and calling the game and being part of that whole situation. And, uh, you know, and he was just missed it by a couple of days, but man, I think, you know, we kind of, you, you, you know, I don't know. We did it and I feel like we did a good job and we, I feel like we did, you know, good for, you know, by Donnie. And, and I think he would have been proud of both of us. I know he would have been proud of you, man. Good morning from Ford Field in Detroit. Today, Central Michigan plays Miami for the 2019 MAC Championship. Chippewas making it to Ford Field. But before we get ready for the big game, we were hit with some extremely devastating news this week. Don Shido, our friend, our co-worker, and the man we respected and loved and the voice of the Chippewas for the last 10 years, passed away due to a car accident on Wednesday afternoon. Donnie was 54 years old. He graduated from Central Michigan with a broadcasting degree in 1990, and he's been telling the stories of this Central Michigan football team for the last decade with my good buddy Brock Gutierrez. And Brock, it was devastating on Wednesday when we found that out, and we certainly are hurting and missing him today. Uh, to say the least, uh, Donnie is one of the best guys I've ever known in my entire life, and this broadcast is 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 certainly bittersweet to, to have this team in the MAC championship, and there's nothing that Donnie and I talked about more was, was getting this team and being into this game and being able to call a MAC championship together uh, you know, we called well over 100 games together, and uh, uh, he's a not only a broadcast partner, but a, but a very, very dear friend and uh, a man that I loved. And um, you know what? I know that uh, Donnie is in the booth with us, and he's very excited to be watching this football game, and there's nobody that he would want more calling the game if he couldn't do it than you, Adam. And, uh, and, and I feel the same way. So I'm glad to have you sitting here yeah. at the table next to me. And uh, Central Michigan's going to come out and play well today, and we're going to have a blast calling the game, and we're going to, and we're going to do Donnie uh, proud today by by doing a good job calling this football game. So, here we go. Let's suck it up and let's get after it today. All right. Yeah. No. It was. Uh, I mean, it was it was a very difficult day, but I I felt that you know when you look back on it, it's the same way I look back at Don, and I just sometimes you take for granted like the people that are in your lives that you spend so much time with and you're, you don't think in the moment how much they mean to you until like something happens, unfortunately. And you go, wow, Don was a massive mentor and someone that I just loved talking to. It made me feel happy. And I, I just, I wanted to talk to him when I talked to him, I felt better. And I'm sure you felt the same Absolutely. way. Oh, we talked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you feel the mm -hmm. same way, like on the broadcast of like, me you Steve Powers like that was an emotionally wrecking type of day but we got through it and I think like got closer dealing with it and knowing that he would have been proud that hey we 
we had to step up and do it in these like weird circumstances. Um, and I know CMU didn't win. That would have been the perfect icing on the cake. It but been. Wow. To, to all the support that there was from the community to see the football team wear the DC one logos on their helmets. Cause he was the only one that picked them yeah. in the, the championship. I mean, that was, you know, like that's a week you'll never forget for unfortunate circumstances, but that's a day where, I just don't know if I'll ever feel the emotions that I felt that day for just all sorts of reasons. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. And you and I have both suffered some losses personally, and, and we've been through that. And and that was a tough one to 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 have to do that, uh, you know, without Don and and uh, the way that everything went down. It was definitely, I think, too. You know, it all happened. Like you said, it was Wednesday, and then and then the game was what two days later. You didn't you didn't really have it chance to kind of really process any of that and and you know then boom it happens and you do the game and then you're like holy shit what the heck you know what I mean and you just kind of take a deep breath after everything and then the emotion kind of comes out then too so yeah it was like you said it was definitely um it was very emotional very raw no doubt about it before we kind of wrap up on Don because I want to talk about you and CMU I mean I do want to just thank Central Michigan because the way that we continue to keep Don's legacy alive part of that was renaming the booth that he spent yeah. a decade in up at Kelly Shorts I mean obviously he did football he did basketball he did the coaches show but like Don was CMU football I mean and so for them to name it and for us to be able to say every time on the air we're, we're back in the Don Shido home radio booth I mean it, it is remarkable to have the plaque in there to have the booth be named after him and his legacy just live on it's it's really special that CMU did that it certainly is and and you know uh it took a lot of people to get that done and it's great that 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 it's you know the booth is where it is and and all of those things uh that you know about and and uh how that all came to be and that's fantastic and every time I walk in there and I see that picture of us and and uh, read that plaque on there just it just makes me feel pretty damn good so I, i'm glad they did that and it's it's a real tribute to a great man the best thing you can remember is that that picture brock is pre don coming to save you at halftime of that syracuse game because that's when we took that photo is that really syracuse yeah <laughs> <laughs> well if they would have taken it after halftime i would have been a little more worked up man i might have had a few more veins sticking out <laughs> exactly exactly so you can remember that picture now for two reasons uh sure. wanted to i mean <clears throat> are such a you are such a unique story like all kidding aside like you you come to cmu from charlotte and you have this great career here you win first team all mac you help us win a mac championship and then you go on to the nfl and outside of all of that that you accomplish you now have come back and you as you mentioned you've been a part of this football program now on the air for 14 15 years I mean what is it about CMU first that got you here and why you continue to give back and stay around the area uh, I don't know that's a pretty good question Adam what got me here you know just the tradition of of success at CMU and you know frankly they were the only guy the only uh, college that offered me a full scholarship so I didn't have a real tough choice but um, no, I mean, just, just the way that, that the recruitment went with them and, and with Coach Duramity and Coach Lafleur recruiting me and just all of those things and, and giving me a chance. Um, some of that is, is loyalty. You know, I just, I mean, I, I love this school. I love, uh, 
you know, no school is perfect, no organization is perfect. And, uh, but I tell you what, um, you know, back when I played, if you came to Central and were a part of, you know, the CMU football team, you, you're you more than likely going to walk away with a MAC championship. You know what I mean? If you were there for five years, because back then everybody was there for five years, you're going to, you're going to win a MAC championship and get a ring. And, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I came and, um, you know, and then kind of the same way into the NFL, just, um, uh, you know, uh, not a lot, not very heralded and, and you get a chance and you go and, and then probably one of the reasons I stayed in the area and stayed so connected is just because, um, you know, bought a house after my rookie year there and, and um, ended up coming home every off season and, and just being there. And, and then it just became, became my home and, and going to all the games when I could. I mean, I didn't get to go to a CMU game for over 10 years. Uh, and then when you start coming back and you're going to all those games and they ask if you want to help with the, you know, doing the, the, being the analyst, you know, like, well, you go to all the games anyway. I like talking about football. It seems like it'd be pretty fun. And, and lo and behold, it's pretty doggone fun. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's certainly not a, I mean, it makes for a busy fall as you know, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a great way. Everybody always asks me, this is probably the most, the biggest reason why is everybody asks you know, hey, you ever think about coaching, you know, college football? And and the answer is yes, I would love to coach college football, right? But <clears throat> the amount of hours those guys work and the stress that an offensive line coach is under, uh, unless it's, unless CMU is a power five school and they're paying their, their uh, offensive line coaches what some of those big schools are paying them, that wasn't an option for me. So the, the next best thing for me was to, to stay involved and, and uh, be in the broadcast booth. And it's worked out really, really great. I've met great people along the way, Don, Hugh, Steve, just a, a bunch of great people. And, and uh, you know, all the different coaches that have come here through through Central, you know, head coaches and, and assistant coaches made some great friendships. And I mean, people always ask you, I travel a lot for work, Adam. They always ask you when they find out you're from Michigan, who are you, Michigan or Michigan State? And, and uh, you know, I always say this, I care less about either one of those schools. They, they're literally meaningless to me. It's maroon and gold. That's it for me. And, and, uh, um, I believe that to the core and I, and that's just the way it is for me. So I, uh, I love CMU and, and always have, and I probably always will. I, and I think that's why listeners enjoy you so much. I mean, your passion for CMU, it's, it's the raw emotion. Like if you talk about that Oklahoma state call, it's raw passion from you um, coming out on the air. It's not like built in, like there's no connection here. And yeah, sure. You could go work somewhere else and eventually, you know, you're going to be a part of that program, but like it's deeper with you here coming here, as you mentioned, your only offer, and then you have the success and then now you've come back and you're still heavily involved with the program. Like I can tell that's what people really enjoys. Like they hear that energy, that emotion that you pour into the school and it's, it's not fake. It's authentic. It is. And uh, sometimes it's a little, probably a little too much for some people, but it's certainly not staged. And I'll tell you what else the great thing about, about doing it is, is people always ask me, you know, I played for three NFL teams, as you know, but people always ask me, which one my favorite, what's who's, what's your favorite NFL team? You know, are you a Lions fan? And then really, to be honest with you, I'm a fan of whoever's got a kid from CMU playing for him. I mean, I watch those games and I watch those guys play and, had a great opportunity to to meet some great ones that have come through and, and have friendships with, you know, you know, the Nick Bluers and the Dan Lefevers and the 
and the Joe Staley's and the Eric Fisher's and, and getting to know those guys when they were playing and then after because they're doing something that you did for so long, it's been awesome. And that's probably one of the biggest, uh, I wouldn't say the biggest draw for me, but just getting to know some of those kids um, and, and, you know, and then staying friends with them afterwards, uh, you know, um, just it's been it's been pretty, pretty cool to to experience and see those guys grow from a, you know, young 18 year old kid to come into CMU and then watch them play, you know, 10, 12 years in the NFL, like a Joe Staley, who's going to be CMU's first uh, NFL Hall of Famer here at some point. Getting to know those guys is, is pretty cool and wouldn't be able to do it without this opportunity of doing the, you know, being the analyst. And then I wanted to also ask you about um, CMU's development. I mean, <clears throat> football wise, you know, there there was a point here where there was, it, and it still is, you're seeing guys almost regularly get drafted in the NFL or get picked up onto teams. I mean, and it seemed like it kind of like exploded when Eric Fisher got taken number one overall in 2013. I mean, how cool has it been to watch not just the Bubs succeed, but just this program, the individual and uh, the teams and the guys go on to do successful things in the National Football League as well and continue to put CMU on the map as a program. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's been it's been awesome to see the transformation. Uh, I won't get too long winded, but just when, when I came out, it had been almost a 10 year gap between a guy when a guy from CMU had made an NFL roster to the year I made the roster, made a roster my rookie year. And since then, there has always been at least one or two or more offensive linemen from CMU playing starting in the National Football League. Right now, we've got more than one, right? So, and the interesting thing is back that in those days, just to get a guy drafted out of the MAC, you know, there were a couple of guys a year, and that's because of the scholarship change. There's 100 scholarships, goes down to 85. It spreads the talent around the country a little bit better. And there's guys that would be buried on a roster somewhere that are playing football in a Mac school. And, you know, obviously that continues to change and morph with, with, with all the things that are going on now, the transfer portal and those types of things. But it is, it is very uh, – I love pointing that out to a lot of people uh, because most people don't think that, Anybody from Central? I can't remember what Super Bowl it was. Was it the Super Bowl with uh, the Steelers and oh, who was it? Steelers and Packers. What, I think it was. Was it the Steelers Packers? No, that was. Ah, I, I can't remember what the heck Super Bowl it was. But CMU was represented by the tied for the most with LSU in that Super Bowl. Do you remember that one? Yep. I don't and remember. I can't remember who it was. I know yeah. it was Steelers, and I can't remember the other team that it was. And it was, it was pretty cool to be able to say that, right? There was, I think there was four or five guys from CMU in that Super Bowl, and it was, it was, it was pretty cool to be able to say that coming from from little old Central Michigan University. It's it's a proud. Uh, they've got a proud tradition here, and and uh, you know if you wear the maroon and gold, you should be pretty dang proud of that. And can't wait for next fall, right? I mean, we're already counting down. Like, uh, obviously, I know it just we kind of wrap things up. It wasn't the season that that anybody wanted. We we didn't get to a bowl game, didn't win the MAC championship. But all you can do is push forward and and hope that uh, the next team comes through and we can get rolling next fall and and get CMU back up at the top of the conference and uh, back to how we're used to seeing them. Yeah, in today's landscape with. With everything that that uh, you know, with everything that's going on, and, and I'm sure some of that will regulate here in the next few years. But just the uh, you know, every team is so can be so different. So you, you know, you hope that 
you know, you, you hope you can keep the talented guys that you have and, and there's guys going to be jumping in the portal, but that's okay. I mean, that's their choice. But if you, if you stay, you're going to have a chance to play for a championship. I truly believe that here at CMU and, and uh, you know, you got the best facilities in the Mac and, and uh, believe we've got good coaching staff and, and all the things that are in place. And you just, you got a lot of young talent on this football team. And if you keep the nucleus here, I think the future is pretty bright for CMU. I agree. Can't wait for it. Spring ball will be here soon enough. And then uh, football and uh, fall camp, and then we'll be off and running again. Brock, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. And uh, why don't you get yourself to a men's women's basketball game? We got wrestling, gymnastics. You get, get over here and come check them well, out. If I'm there, how am I going to hear your, uh, your voice calling the game? Yeah, I won't be able to hear the dulcet tones of Adam. Jackson calling me, telling me what's going on out there on the court. Lord knows you don't know how to work technology like that. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on, buddy. I appreciate it. You got it. Take it easy. Yeah. See you later, bro. Bye. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, I would never say it to Brock's face because I don't want uh, I don't want that man to get too big of an ego. But man, I love that guy. He has been so welcoming to me. I mean, it's it's one thing to go through a loss of a friend and a broadcast partner, which he had in, in Don for 10 years, but then to just openly accept, you know, this young guy coming in to call games with him when I'm still getting my feet wet and learning how to do it. And, you know, Don had been doing it for years. You know, Brock never blinked or complained or anything like that. He's been just awesome to me so I have so much appreciation and love for that guy and man it's a blast calling games with him every year and you know even if it's a season like this or or last year or years past where maybe CMU doesn't have their best year it's it's still fun to be up there in the booth with him and and Steve Powers and uh, Riley Edwards who's a part of the team this year as well it's it's what we love doing and that's that's why you do it so Really appreciated having Brock on. I, I had to throw the technology quip in there because Brock, <laughs> we had to do this over Zoom because Brock travels all the time for his day job. I mean, that's the other thing is he, he pours all that energy and emotion into these games and this program while he's traveling the country throughout the fall for his other job. So he's out of town, and we struggled to get the Zoom working. I don't know if he had some internet issues. I think he's down in Kentucky today, but uh, it took us a little bit. <laughs> it took us a little bit to get going, but we eventually worked it out. And uh, Brock was gracious to come on here and and give us a few minutes. But man, so fun to talk to. Um, just about obviously Don, a guy that we both loved, and and then to hear the the history of of him coming to CMU and still wanting to be a part of the community, and uh, we certainly love having him here. So. Thank you so much again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, see who we grab then. And until then, come on out. Check out Central Michigan. I know there's not a ton of athletic events here over the next couple of weeks because it's the end of the semester and the holidays coming up. But men's basketball will have a home game coming up here. And then once we turn the calendar and get to 2024, we'll have gymnastics and wrestling, men's and women's basketball and the whole slot of winter sports will get going. So plenty of opportunities. Come out to McGurk Arena. Check out the brand-new video board. It is awesome. Uh, that just got done. It's much bigger, and they've added a couple of ribbon boards. Uh, really, really special here inside McGurk Arena. So come on out. 
check out the Chippewas and uh, keep supporting this university, keep supporting this athletic department. Until then, have a great week and fire up chips. Tipton back in the lineup for CMU. Ratcliffe back to pass, looking to his left, throwing in that direction towards the end zone. It's caught! Cody Wilson, Central Michigan touchdown, and the Chippewas take the lead. Handed off to Spalding again, looking for the touchdown. Got it. And he's in! And that's it. Devin Spalding, a three-yard touchdown run, and the Chippewas win the opener in three overtimes, 30-27. And that's it. The Chippewas win. They come from behind in the second half and win a Mac West title, 85-77, as they celebrate at midcourt. All right, here comes Central Michigan, ball at the 49. Chippewas down three, 27-24, untimed down, looking to tie or take the lead. Cooper Rush back to throw it for CMU, steps up in the pocket, he's going to lob it deep towards the end zone, and it's caught. A lateral back, Chippewa still on the move. Five, Corey Willis looking for the end zone for CMU and he touches the Chippewas win 49-7 Central Michigan with an incredible season for the Chippewas as they come back from one win last season, improved to eight and four, six and two in the MAC. They'll play in the MAC championship game a week from Saturday against Miami at noon at Ford Field in Detroit.